Welcome to the Small Bowler Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who does not own a single green article of clothing, Brandon Siegel. How are you doing today? I'm fabulous. I'm ready to do a podcast. We're doing it a day early today. Yes, we are. Not our normal Sunday upload. We got it on Saturday, um, which is fun. It is fake Patty's Day here, so for anyone that doesn't know, um, our St. Patrick's Day, it's next Saturday, right? No, it's like next it's, Wednesday. It's or, during break, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like Tuesday yeah, it's, or Wednesday. Okay, okay, so it's during the week. Um, since we have St. Patrick's Day during the week, people basically created a holiday to uh, party here on campus, which is, is everywhere. This isn't the only campus that does it. Well, I mean, it's not just this year. It's, it's every yeah, no, 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 no. This, is, this has been a very ongoing thing for a long time, um, and we are celebrating by making a podcast. And yes, I do not own Green Article of Clothing, because Green kind of sucks. Do but, you go in a green article? No, I do not either. Yeah. So yeah. I agree with you. Oh, uh, let's 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 quickly uh, bring in the uh, the other two members of our podcast here. Uh, first off, of course, I, I he can't be forgotten today. He's a little bit under the weather, yes. but uh, that means he instead of he's instead of functioning at four hundred percent capacity, you are now at three fifty. That's still greater than all of us here. Max Marco, Max, how are you doing today? Pretty good, like you said, a little under the weather. I'm coming down with like a cold or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Working um, through it. Working yeah, you'll be all. I I have full faith that you're gonna you're gonna be doing the best of your ability and it'll succeed all three of the I, other I three members that. here. I appreciate. That. Um, our final member, a yeah, this member has been behind the scenes, but he's always been a member. But now he's a a full member on the pod. We're welcoming in studio. Well, he's not even a studio member anymore. It's it's now just a member. Ben O'Brien, Ben. Are you excited for your segment today? You you did a lot of research yesterday for I it. did. I, it's not even like it's not even super interesting. I was just I was interested in well, it. Like well, don't tell the viewers it's not super interesting. You don't want them to skip. I'm through saying your, it's nothing like segment. it's not like it's amazing or anything. But I was interested in it, so okay. I was doing all this research because I was interested at looking at these different mm-hmm. numbers that I was looking at. Now, uh, for the people that do not know Ben, he is infamous for downplaying either his abilities or yes, his, no, it, I'm not. No, yes, you are. You're infamous he's, for doing that. He's the opposite of Brandon. Brandon really upplays his abilities. <laughs> ben really downplays his abilities. That is true. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I I think it'll be a good segment. Uh, so, Trevor, what, what do we got on the uh, the plate for today? Today we are going to talk about Spike Lee and the issue with the Knicks. Oh, uh, can't wait. Disaster going on there. Uh, the coronavirus, specifically related to NBA autographs and how they are kind of holding off on that. I think in MLB they're doing something similar. At least some teams maybe yeah. the uh, twins kind of right. Let's talk about. Uh, have done that. Uh, Kenny Atkinson, the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. They have mutually parted ways. Then we will talk about small talk trivia. Uh, randomly ranked. We've got a good one for you today. You missed, you missed the segment. 10 huh? for 10 with Ben is before randomly ranked. It's before randomly ranked? It is before well, randomly ranked. I, I don't even know the order, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> 10 for 10 with Ben. Then randomly ranked. <laughs> then randomly ranked. Then we are going to uh, do Trevor's Corner. Then our main topics for today, uh, the NBA. We're going to talk about some NBA talkets. We had topics. We had Bucks lakers last Tockets. night. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, and then college basketball uh, champ week is is uh it has begun or I don't even know it's it's called champ week but I think it's more than a week it's like say, wait, there's like champ- ten days or eleven like, days isn't there is the Mountain West tomorrow it's going on the championship, isn't the championship is tonight to- oh it's tonight I thought it was tomorrow yeah. that's what the semifinals were today but it started like a few days ago yeah championship weeks are kind of kind of weird um, especially like do you remember was it last year or two years ago this is a Ben question when the Big Ten played theirs like two weeks in advance or something um, because they wanted to be at MSG. Yeah, and the Big East was there too. I think it yeah, was, it was like two stupid. years ago. So they had to do it a week early because both conferences wanted MSG. Yeah, that's it, it was it was so ridiculous that they had to be there. Whatever, that, that's yeah. in the past. Um, so let's get right into it. First up, 
Uh, Spike Lee had an interesting thing happen to him. Spike Lee is a uh, famous director, filmmaker, um, and he's a big New York Knicks fan. He's had tickets there for a very long time. I mean, he's very infamous for being there and you know being front row. He's had literally courtside seats just forever. Um, and as we know, the uh, Knicks uh, are not the greatest organization in the world on and off the court. Uh, James Dolan, their owner, has... Uh, I, I would rate... Well, if you were to give James Dolan a uh, letter grade of an owner, what would you give him? I would give him an F. <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's not the greatest owner ever, so there, there was an issue that happened with him. Now, before we go into this issue, the whole thing is ridiculous, right? I mean, the, yeah. the entire thing's ridiculous, but let's let's explain here. So Spike Lee goes into games, I guess he has went in, and if I brought some of this up, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure I guess he's went in to the same entrance just forever, and now they're making it an employee entrance, um, and... There was a game a couple days ago where he tried going in this entrance. It was very clearly labeled, I'd like to point out. Did you see the picture of the entrance? I did not. Look look it up while I'm, I'm explaining the rest of this because it is incredibly – just look up <laughs> Nick's employee entrance, Spike Lee, and you'll find it. But So he tried going through this entrance, and there was a big thing. Like People were like, no, you cannot go in. Like Obviously, they know it's Spike Lee, but I mean, you know, when you're told what you got to do, you got to do. Um, so – you know, it was a big deal because he went in, and there was a huge, huge thing. You know, where uh, the employees were yelling at him, and he was, or he was yelling at the employees. Excuse me, and you know, the employees were trying to handle the situation. There's a whole video of him yelling. Um, you can't really see him in the video, but he is there. So basically, in my opinion, this is really ridiculous. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think Spike Lee himself should get special treatment. Um, I think the fact that he's been a season ticket holder courtside for like ever that should get special treatment however if again if you guys see the picture and if, if, if i remember i'll link it uh, in the description that's it right there right there scroll down yeah yeah so if i remember i will link it um but it's like this big blue entrance and it clearly says for like employees and workers of the game um and people with disabilities uh media like very clearly and this is the entrance he went in um, and yeah, I mean, he got in trouble. I to me, just go through the VIP entrance. I don't know why. He, Spike Lee was like, "No one told me. I didn't really know." I don't know, Trevor. What do you think? Because I to me, it's just so ridiculous. It doesn't seem like it was good on anyone's part, but I don't know, Spike. It seems like you just should have went through your r- correct entrance. Um. So so it's obviously hard to say without you know being yeah, fully being knowing there yeah. and knowing exactly what happened. But to me, it seems like there was definitely a communication issue. Um, and something that the Knicks should have done a better job of. It seems clear that they did not let it let it be known that this change was happening, um, and they did not communicate that to Spike Lee, so it seemed like he was not aware of that, and obviously they should have done that, as Spike Lee is probably the, the foremost, I think the biggest celebrity, like he's the biggest Knicks fan that we know of. Like when you think of yeah. Knicks fandom, like yes. Spike Lee is the first is. name that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um so I think it, it's very clear just for business and just, I mean, it should be obvious that you have to let Spike know about this. Um, and he even said on first take that all they had to do was give me a call, let me know, hey, we changed the, the employee entrance. Uh, you cannot no longer go through this entrance. I think it would have been as easy as that. And, you know, it just shows again, I think that the Knicks organization, you know, they're little little incompetent it seems like and uh they they do a bad job of handling things so yeah i agree to that i i, I do think that spike it's ridiculous he goes on first take right after and has to go you know just basically yell about james Dolan. that's ridiculous it's, so as a whole it's a bad it's bad from both parts i mean maybe he was mo- notified maybe he wasn't whatever the situation 
it's just so ridiculous. Yeah, and and also like the first take thing. It's crazy how first take has like become this like they break news now. Like they are the biggest like sports channel mm-hmm. on ESPN where they break all and, this news. And the other thing it's is insane. like when you watch first take when these people go on whether it's Lavar Ball or him whoever it is, do you feel like you gain anything from that ever? Not. Not no. like educational wise. No, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, I feel like it's I just gain like absolutely nothing. Entertainment, like it, I guess maybe. I, I don't even feel like I'm that entertained. Like I remember I watched Spike on there for like two minutes, and I was like, "This is dumb." Like I'm like, I don't want to listen about yeah. this. So I don't know. Let's let's move forward. Um, the coronavirus has affected many people. You know, a little nervous about traveling. Some trips have been canceled. Whatever it is. Um, the NBA, I think it's the Jazz, correct? Jazz. Um, have yeah. said that players are not allowed to sign autographs now, and they kind of want them to like you know stop kind of high fiving people more of you know. Whether it's like a fist bump or, you know, tap elbows, um, which is very interesting. And then uh, last night, LeBron was asked about playing in front of no fans for coronavirus issues. And he was like, no, nah, I'm not going to play if there's no fans there. I play for the fans. Why would I play? So what are, you, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. So before the podcast, I mentioned how Elon Musk, he sent out a tweet basically saying how, like, there's all this panic about the coronavirus. Like, it's we don't need to panic. It's not a huge deal. And I, I don't know. I think I... I don't know if that's true or not, um, but the NBA, they have told teams to try to avoid high-fiving fans and strangers, to avoid taking any item for autographs, you know, things like that. So I think it's, you know, just like a simple uh, response. I think it's the right one, you know, you, just to avoid high-fiving just in case. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, we've had other, like, diseases in the past um, that, you know, they have, like, their moment where it's, you know, this big outbreak and we're trying to solve the issue, Um but it, it ends up going away. So, you know, we just have to obviously be patient and hope that we can get to a point again where fans are able to, you know, have their autographs or players are able to sign autographs again. So, and that should be happening by next season, I would think. So, we yeah, will see. I think this will get sorted out soon. I mean, you pretty much said all of it. So, let's just let's move right along. Let's just go on over uh, to Kenny Atkinson. Um, Kenny Atkinson just parted ways with the Nets. It was a mutual... Um, thing from both of them. I, I actually found this really interesting. I think I think Kenny Atkinson will not be out of a job for very long. I, I like his coaching style. I think he's a good coach. Um, and I thought they were building a good thing there. It's very interesting, I think, the timing of this. And uh, I, I'm interested to you know, kind of see how they end up doing. I mean, obviously the Nets aren't great, but Kyrie hasn't played the whole year. And Durant hasn't played the whole year. And they're basically almost 500. Like it's kind of crazy. You're, the two, two of the best players in the NBA are on your team. You don't have them, and you know you're almost 500. Like, I mean, can you imagine what those two guys are going to do when they're on the same team? I don't know. What do you What do you think about this? Because I I I found it very just kind of weird. Yeah, I, it surprised me for sure. I mean, obviously they are trying to build this franchise to uh, win a championship here in the next few years. They got Kevin Durant, they got Kyrie Irving, and you would have thought that hey, Kenny Atkinson is also part of this run to eventually win the championship and now he's not so yeah that's very surprising to say the least it you know to me it seems like there's some bad signs that maybe the nets will have trouble in the future and you know i think uh i'm a little less confident now than even before in the nets chances to win the championship in the future. yeah no i 100 percent agree this this shows a little bit of dysfunction i think because i mean atkinson they, they went to the playoffs last year and they have a according to espn's Index, a 99.5 percent chance to make the playoffs this year um, it, again, it's not like they like, like what were their expectations without Kyrie and Durant for pretty yeah, much all yeah. year? I don't know what you're going to expect with a, a, without a t- the team's two stars that take up $60 million of the cap. So I don't know. I don't truly understand this. A- again, Atkinson will find a job very soon. Um, so it's definitely not the end of his NBA coaching career. 
Um, but let's uh, kind of move on to finish up small talk today. We're going to go over to small talk trivia. On this segment, we simply ask each other a question. We have a scoreboard. Um, I am up 35 to nothing. <laughs> I'm, ki- I'm kidding. It is 21 to 15. I'm down by a little bit. Um, so, Trevor, I think I'll go first today. I'm feeling my question today. All right. Um, I, I think this is going to be a tough one for you. So we're actually going to throw it to college football. We're not in college football season, but I really wanted to ask this question because I think it's a good question. Um, and I don't think you're going to get it. But let's see. You, you've, you've had some good guesses. Um, so there is a clue that comes with this question. I'm going <laughs> to – what What did you drop? My, my like, headphones I dropped. <laughs> he's got the Dayton shirt on. I got – I had to take my sweatshirt ready. off. I got hot. the Dayton shirt on. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, for, for, for anyone who heard that noise, Ben dropped his headphones somehow. What are, were you taking your sweatshirt off? Yeah, I got hot. I had to take my sweatshirt off. Okay. It's understandable. Sue me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the room, so. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> okay, so Sorry. here's the question. It comes with a clue if you want it, okay? So, you know, if you want the clue, you can have it. But we'll see. Do I get an extra point if I get it without the clue? No. So oh, okay. <laughs> it's basically just a free clue. So there are three programs that have had eight-plus wins in college football since 2000. I'm going to give you two of them, and you have to get the third. Two of them are Oklahoma and LSU. What is the third program? Okay, now, so at least eight wins. Yes, yes. Every single year since, since 2000. 2000. Yes. Would you like the uh, clue? Yeah. Uh, it is a very big clue, in my opinion. It is not a Power 5 school. Okay, not a Power 5 yeah. school. At least eight wins every single year since 2000. Not a Power 5 school. Hmm. Okay. So, Boise State has had, obviously, a lot of good years, but that doesn't mean that they've won eight games every year. It is a lot of games since to win. Then. I mean, that's, you know, that's 20 straight years, basically, mm-hmm. of eight-plus wins. So, I don't know if they could have done that. Wow. Just got to think about what... It's not Power 5. Jeez. Yeah. You got to think about what, what power f- non-Power 5 teams are really good. Yeah. What non-Power 5 teams... Okay, so... I mean, recently UCS been good, but that doesn't mean... Uh, yeah, it's since but, 2000. Yeah, since so 2000. About, so they, were, uh, they had to have had some bad years. Mm-hmm. Boise State. Some would say historically bad. There's another clue. <laughs> BYU's been... But I don't know if they've had that many Mm -hmm. i can't think of any team that would have been that consistent that's non-power five wow this is yeah this is definitely a tough one um i have faith in you trevor i think you will get it non-power five so they've they've never been in power five this is a team who has been non-power five for the last 20 years basically is what you're saying Mm mm-hmm so yeah, Boise State is the only team that's really jumping out. I don't think it, it wouldn't have been Central Florida, obviously. So BYU, maybe another contender. Wow, I, I need to just be quick on this one. There's no other names that are coming to my mind. I mean, Utah, I guess, maybe. Utah's Pac-12. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so yeah, they're not the team. Uh, yeah, I'll go Boise State. I'm probably Final wrong. answer? Yeah, Boise State. I'm probably wrong, though. You were correct. Oh, it wow. is Boise State. Okay. I knew like giving that clue would probably give it away, but there is one uh, other team that I know that has been good for a really long time. That's Appalachian State. Obviously, they have the famous win against but they Michigan. Were FCS. Yeah, I, they, what, were, they were FCS true. until recently. I yeah, think. it is true. Yeah. So yeah, that was. They, I knew once that clue was gonna be given, it would probably be. I think without it, it would have been way too hard, but because you would have guessed a Power Five. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. So you have now reached twenty-two points. It's now twenty-two to fifteen. Trevor, what is your question? 
All right, so this year um, in the NBA MVP race, we have Giannis, who is going for a back-to-back title. And also, I think LeBron is probably distinctly in second place. Now, he is 35 years old, so if he wins it, he would be one of three players age 35 or older to win the regular season NBA MVP. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to get two points if you can name the other two players who have won the NBA MVP at at least 35 years old. If you get one, you'll just get one point. If you get both of them, then you'll get two points. Okay. I do not know this off the top of my head. My first guess is going to be Michael Jordan. I don't, don't not a final answer, but I, I, I would have to guess that he won one after 35, but maybe not. I don't know. I, I would say one has to be him. I can't remember. I would think Steve Nash, he won MVP, right? And his was kind of later in his career. Um... Kobe's wasn't late. It had to be someone older. Is is there anyone in our lifetime? Um, there's n- no one. <laughs> I'm not gonna answer that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. It seems like you're gonna say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who else. Don't yeah. Don't take my reaction to mean anything. Because it might confuse you. Just just go back in history and think of the different players. And I'm thinking of MJ. Um, I don't know like how long Kareem played and if how many won he might have been towards the end of his career. I could see like Oscar Robinson, possibly. I can't think of anyone in our like our time. It's all been younger guys. Maybe like early 2000s, but I can't even think of anyone then that it would have been. I'll just go with... So how many guesses am I guessing? Three? Two. 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 So I'll definitely guess MJ, and I'll, I'll go with Steve Nash. Okay. Is, are those your final answers? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, so MJ is correct. Okay. He was 35 when he won it in 98. Steve Nash was not correct. The other person won it the year after Michael Jordan. It was Carl Malone. Oh. He was also 35 when he won it in 1999. Hmm. Interesting. I'll take my point, though. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So we are now at 22 to 16. It is still a distant lead. I'm probably not catching up to. We should, we should probably cap it at one point in time and just give you the, the dub once you hit a number. What should we cap it at? Or should we just keep on going? Um, I don't know. We'll have to, you know, talk about it. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Okay, we're going to move into our next segment, which is uh, a fan favorite. Uh, fan meaning me. <laughs> my, one of my favorite segments. We're going to go to 10 for 10 with Ben. Uh, ben, I'm excited. You were doing research. You were crunching numbers. I've never seen you do either of those two things. So what? What is what is your uh, ten for ten with Ben today? I'm kind of honored that you. Uh, this is one of your favorite uh, segments it that is. you have. It's one well, of is, it, is it like one of your top ten favorite segments that you have on? It's this tied podcast? with uh, small talk, randomly <laughs> ranked Trevor's corner, and all the main topics. That's we some do. prestigious company, so yeah. I am thrilled. Actually, my number one is uh, questions with Socrates. Uh, but shout out to Josh if you're listening. That's my number one. That's my favorite. Yeah, He's a genius. That's, that's the best one. All right, what do you got for us, Ben? So, wait, first you got to rate it. Oh, um. I'll give it a... What was the one I... Two weeks ago, what did I give that? A nine? I don't know. You I didn't rate it last week. I don't even remember. La- yeah, two weeks ago was a nine, I think. I'll give this an eight. I'll give it an eight. Oh, okay. All right. Pretty good. Um, So, as we all know, I like dating basketball. We do. As we also all know, College Game Day was there this morning. College Game Day was there. Playing yes. George Washington at seven? Seven, yeah. ESPN Plus. Everybody should watch it. 
Um, and I'm not just wearing this shirt for kicks and giggles. Dayton is playing. It's a, it's, it's a good year for Dayton. I, I'm not going to make this segment about Dayton, though, because I talk about Dayton too much on this podcast. <laughs> and most people that listen do not care, so I'm not going to do it. You can make it but about Dayton. It's your I segment. wanted to focus on College Game Day. And I wanted to specifically focus on when they go to schools that are not Power 5. I mean, I even counted, like, Power 6 and American. I wanted to focus on true mid-majors when College Game Day goes there because it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So I was looking. First, I wanted to ask you this question because I wanted to see if you guys would know it. Um, I wasn't going to ask you this, but I just saw it, so I want to ask you. What non-blue blood has made the most appearances on the college game day like game? For for basketball? Yeah, for, for basketball. Yeah, not football. For college basketball. What um, non-blue blood has been in the the, the feature game? Michigan most? State? Yeah, it is Michigan State. Uh, I have to bring up Michigan State anytime I can. Anytime I can bring up Michigan State on this podcast, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a... Okay. But the real question I wanted to ask you is what true mid-major has been featured on college game day the most? Gonzaga? Yeah, that Gonzaga. Would, yeah, yeah. that would have been my yeah. Which, I mean, I, I wouldn't even count Gonzaga as, like, a mid-major, but they're in a true mid-major league. That's, That's why true. I would count so, them. I mean, yeah. But they're, yeah. they're a powerhouse. Um, so I was looking. I went on Wikipedia. I'm not, I'm not like, applying for ESPN research, so I went on Wikipedia because it's good enough. Um, and I found that today, Dayton versus George Washington is the 10th time that a true mid-major has hosted college game day. So I was looking. I went, So I was looking. I went. I looked. Um, and I wanted to see, like, how these mid-majors did at home against... Um, teams on college game day. So, home team, 6-3 and three on college game day so far. Hmm. Averaging 63.3 points a game. Away team, averaging 62.4 points a game. Low scoring co- games. On college game day. Um, the very first one was Memphis versus Louisville. I counted Memphis because at the time they were in Conference USA. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I, I counted them. They were on it three times as Conference USA. So I counted them because that's, that's a true mid-major league right there, Conference right. USA. Was that when Penny was there? No, he was no. in the 90s. This was 2005. It was oh, it was more recently. Yeah. Calipari was there? It was when Calipari was there. That's why it was yeah. three times three times in three years oh, okay. they were so on like college when game Rose day. Was yeah, there. that's yes. why they were featured because they were they were good. Like one, right. it was them versus Tennessee. It was one versus two. Um, But six of the nine times, it's been mid-major versus mid-major. Most recently, it was St. Mary's versus Gonzaga, which is Gonzaga, whatever. Right. True mid-major, I guess. Um, but it's the first time that an A10 school has hosted it since LaSalle in 2014. LaSalle and Temple. I don't know why those two. I'm about to say it was like LaSalle. I think LaSalle like I think in 2013 they went to the Elite Eight. I think that's why. But I okay, have no so idea they were why. Good then. Interesting. But only two times has it featured two non-ranked opponents, and I think it's safe to say that the only reason Dayton's hosting right now is because they're number three in the country. Nobody would care if right. they weren't number three. But twice it was LaSalle versus Temple, two non-ranked teams, and it was Southern Illinois versus Creighton, two non-ranked teams. So only twice has Doug that McDermott happened. Doug McDermott year, probably? Yeah. Or no, no. It was 2008, so it was oh, before wow. Doug McDermott. I wonder why. Uh, Southern things. Illinois was good. I think they were ranked like they were ranked really well that year. Um, but my point is, this doesn't happen very often. It's a big deal. So we should cherish these moments because it's never going to happen. Dayton's never going to have college game day again. Probably Honestly, not. Probably going to be a long time before an A-10 school has college game day again. So we need to cherish these opportunities because it does not happen very often. That is very yeah, true. Absolutely. I agree completely. It was fun to watch, too. I don't think I've really like sat down and watched a college game day until today. Yeah, and you it's so interesting that, that two non-ranked mid-majors would be a college game day, like LaSalle and, you said LaSalle and, I think, Temple? LaSalle and Temple in 2014. LaSalle and Temple, that's insane. I have no idea why. Yeah, I don't know. Why they were on there. I have no idea. That's strange. Yeah. It is very, very odd. I don't know why. that. I mean, like, would you be interested in watching that? I know I wouldn't be. Well, I would, but, you know, um, it's just okay. me. I would because it's the A-10, and I like the A-10, but I like the A-10. Irish okay, fan would not. Out of the uh, poll of this room here, 50% would be interested. Max, would you be interested in a uh, LaSalle versus Temple college game day? 
No. Max said no. His mic was not on, but he said no. So, yeah, two out of four would be interesting. That's a good uh, that's a good percentage. Okay. Let's move to our next segment, which is randomly ranked. This is the segment we take a completely random topic, and we rank it. It's very, very self-explanatory, um, and I say this every week. Today, we have a very fun one. We thought of this. Ben, you thought of this, correct? Yeah, because we always we were talking about the other day about best types of fries, and I was like, just rank them, dude. Yeah. Okay. Well, so he just said the topic. It's going to be the best types of fries. So not we're not going to say Wendy's or McDonald's fries. It's going to be the types, the style that the fry is cut into. So let's start off with the one the one timers over here. Max, what is your favorite type of fry? Um, I'd. Oof. And Ben, you're up next. You get to say, which I already know yours, but you're going to say it anyway. Um, I'd probably have to go with either. I think it's like a close race okay. between like a really good crisp shoestring or waffle fries. Okay. I like that answer a lot. Ben. Waffle fries. Easy. Waffle fries. Okay. Trevor, would you like... I, I asked the question first. You're going to go first. What is your top three favorite types of fries? All right. So number three... I'm starting off with a standard cut fry. I'm 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 going to be a little boring here, but like That's really standard boring. cut fry, like restaurant fries. I, I really like when they're seasoned, like Cajun fries okay. and stuff That's like understandable. that. So it's, it makes it a little bit different, but like restaurant standard cut fries. Number three, number two, I'm going with curly fries. Okay. Now, when I'm thinking of curly fries, I'm thinking of like like Arby's fries. By the way, I think. They might be the best fast food fries. They're very wow, good. Wow, that's a terrible take. Um, especially, especially with cheese. So I love curly fries. Uh, number one, I'm going with thin cut fries. And when I think of thin cut fries, I think of steak and shake. I love steak and shake fries. They do have good fries. In, in any fries that I can just eat a ton at once. Yes. Like, like 10 because they're, yeah, they're thin. So I love steak and shake fries. And so thin cut fries are my number one. Okay. So my top three, I'm going to go number three at Curly. I think I, I like the t- I think Arby's has good fries. They're definitely not the best fast food ones. Um, I actually had Curly fries for the first time in a while the other day, and I was, I was, I was feeling them. They were great, like really, really solid. Um, number – well, actually, I don't have a number two. I have a 1A and a 1B today. Um, I do not – I would not say either one is super above the other or super below the other. They're very close. My 1B I put as waffle fries. I love waffle fries, but the thing is, is they got to be the right waffle fries. So Chick-fil-A has great fries. I love their fries. But I think when you get too potato-y on the waffle fries, they're really bad. Because there's some that I see that are, like, massively big. And I'm like, no. But Chick-fil-A fries, like, those are so good. Like, if that was the standard for every single waffle fry, they probably would be number one. Then my 1A is super crispy. Max, I'm right there with you. Super duper crispy thin cut fries. So McDonald's or your steak and shake. Uh, my grandfather, whenever we go out to eat, we always get super crispy fries. That's the, just the way you have to eat fries is super crispy. I think it's like I, I'm always I've always been a big fan of like it has to be like because I like when I eat fries, I will eat like the small. Like the little crispy burnt I'll parts. Eat the little crispy parts yes. first, and yes. then you get into hundred percent. Because those are those are the best. Those like really crispy parts. Yeah. And like recently, I went to Chick Fil A. Actually, Ben and I went yesterday. Mm-hmm. We yesterday. Yeah. And some of my fries, they were like a little bit burnt. I love those. Those yeah. are like great. I have a question though. So you said you don't like like the potato fries. Do you I not do, not. do you not like like potato wedges? Um. Yeah, they're not my favorite. Dude, I love potato wedges. They're not my favorite. Oh, no. They're so good. There's very another thing is there's very few fries that I can eat without like a sauce. Like, I can't, like, McDonald's fries, I could just mm-hmm. down. Like, yeah. they're fine. I, I could just that. down them. But, like, certain fries, like an Arby's curly fry, I need a sauce. Like, I can't do that without a, a barbecue sauce, which is my preferred sauce. I, it, it's a must. 
Can it can either like do any of you like like really potatoey like like thick steak fries? Yeah, love steak fries. You like steak fries? Do you like steak fries, Max? Max, Max, they're amazing. A, a kind of a nod. I don't know. I was in the middle of a nod and a what? It, like when you go to like I'm thinking of like Red Robin, how they have yes. like they're the thick fries. See, I don't love fries. their thick fries. I mean, they're okay. I think yeah. they get a little too much after you, like you have a couple of them, and they're never crispy. That's they're my never issue. crispy. Never That's crispy. what I hate about it, is that yes. they're never if crispy. If they like. Burnt the crap out of them. Well, not, maybe not burnt the crap, but they. they but if they were like, you if know, they were crispy, I would be fine with them. They had some I texture to them. Yeah, I don't want to pick up a fry and it falls down. Exactly. That's that's my take on it. You you a thick cut fry guy? Um, I do like steak fries, but I think if it's like steak fries, I need sauce that much more. Like if it's thin, yes, I don't 100%. need sauce as much. So like McDonald's 100%. steak yeah. and shake, I don't need any sauce. Mm-hmm. I, and that's I, why I, I think thin cut are the best because yes. usually they don't need sauce. That's all right. fair. That's all fair. good takes today. I'm surprised we haven't had a Reese's or a uh, Sour Patch take or I don't know. You haven't come up with any stupid takes, Ben. Any stupid takes on your part? I've never once had a stupid take <laughs> okay. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if you guys have any ideas for anything, like, please send them in to at Pod on Twitter. We love hearing your ideas. So please just send them in. Give us a randomly ranked idea. We'll rank it. We promise you. It'll happen. All right. Let's move on over to... Another segment that is tied for the top tier in segments, uh, Trevor's Corner. Trevor, what do you have for today? Are you going to – because it is camp week, and this is we're coming up on your time to shine. We're coming up on the ideal Trevor Reddick uh, time in the year, which is March. Because Trevor loves the tournament. So, Trevor, what do, what do we have for today? Do we got college basketball? We got high school basketball? So today we, do we have, have college fishing. What do we have today? <laughs> college fishing. No, uh, we have college basketball today. But first, I want to mention that last week I was talking about high school basketball, and I mentioned that our uh, high schools, Solon and Warren G. Harding, had a chance to face. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Warren G. Harding laid a, laid an egg a little bit. Uh, Shaker not Heights clutch it out. Beat like them Solon. by nearly forty points. Yeah, Solon did win, but they're playing Shaker Heights, not Warren G. Harding. Um, so. With college basketball, obviously champ week, it has already begun. As I said, it's really not a week. It's like 12 days. So I'm going to talk about the mid-major tournament specifically because we're going to mm-hmm. talk about the power Ooh. six, power seven, whatever. Wait, before you go later. fully into that, I forgot yeah. to name my like absolute favorite type of fry. <laughs> what? My favorite you type did? of fry is Dylan Fry. Oh, my. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> Fry. I thought of this like that an hour clean. ago. I know, it was super cool. <laughs> I thought of this like an hour ago, and I was like, shoot, I have to remember to say it. And I completely forgot until right now. Okay, continuing. Uh, that was, continuing that was an L. Corner. L, L on your head. Thank you All for right. that take. Thank you. It was a good, it was a good one. All right, so um, the first bid that we have today is in the Mountain West Conference. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, listen, when you listen to this, we already know who won the Mountain West Conference. And so the championship today is San Diego State, Utah State. San Diego State, they're getting in regardless. They're probably a one seed um, if they win. And they're playing Utah State. Now, Utah State is a bubble team, a team who also last year had a very good year last year. They were, a, I believe, like eight or nine seed in the tournament last year. And they have I, I just like watching Utah State because they have uh, two players that are like Sam Merrill, who's great uh, scorer, and then uh, Nemias Keda, who's dealt with some injury problems but is back, and hopefully he can propel them uh, to a win today because I would like to see Utah State in the tournament, and I think they will need a win against San Diego State to get into the tournament. So I'm looking forward to that game later. That's 5.30 on Saturday, obviously. Again, when you listen to this, you'll know who wins. So hopefully it's Utah State. Probably uh, won't be. We'll see. Because <laughs> I want both of them bet, in the tournament. you going to bet on that game? No, I'm not going to bet on that game. <laughs> Senior State's really good. Um, but hopefully Utah State pulls it out. Uh, the next uh, bid that we will see later today is the in the Ohio Valley Conference, which 
I don't think any team in the Ohio Valley Conference is actually in Ohio, but nevertheless, uh, the championship is Saturday, March 7th, obviously today, at 8 p.m. It's Belmont and Murray State, rematch of the past two years, I believe. And now last year we had a really good one because we had John Moran and Murray State versus Dylan Windler, who was dealing with injury problems. But it was a lot better matchup last year. This year, not quite as exciting, but nevertheless, uh, these two teams always give, and it should be a good matchup there. Belmont is the favorite to win that one. Who, do you, um, who would you pick? I'd pick Belmont. Belmont's, a, you know, they're just, I think overall they're a better team, and I think they'll probably pull this one out. They've mm-hmm. been playing better in their conference uh, for most of the year. So then tomorrow we have uh, two more bids, and the Missouri Valley is the first one. So, or I don't know if they're the first one as far as time, but uh, the Missouri Valley is very interesting because their top three seeds have already lost in the tournament. So Northern Iowa, the one seed in the Missouri Valley, lost to the eight seed Drake by 21 points. Drake beat them 77-56. Now Northern wow. Iowa has been very good this year. I think they only have like five losses. Um, and they were, in one bracketology I looked at about a week ago, they were actually a 10 seed. Really? So, yeah. So a bad loss here potentially could make them not make the tournament. Which So that's a bad loss for Northern Iowa. They might not make it. Um, and then you have two seed Loyola Chicago. They lost to seven seed Valparaiso. Indiana State, the three seed, also lost um, by a big margin. So now we have the eight seed Drake playing four seed Bradley in the first semifinal. And then we have Valparaiso, the seven seed, playing Missouri State, six seed in the second one. So this is anyone's game. I don't know who's going to win it. I think I would lean towards Bradley at this point. Um, but that'll be an interesting one. Now the final game uh, I'm going to talk about is the Big South. The Big South championship is tomorrow at, I believe, 1 p.m., and that is between Winthrop, the two-seed, and Hampton, the five-seed. Um, so Hampton upset did the one-seed Radford on uh, Thursday, I believe. Or no, 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 yesterday. What am I talking about? Last night. So Hampton, Winthrop, they'll battle for that bid tomorrow. I, I think Winthrop is probably the favorite, but it really could go any- anyway. Um, obviously, BG has played Hampton uh, last season. Um, so we'll see what happens in that one. But I think it's, you know, there's some under-the-radar mid-major tournaments that are really good. I think the OVC in particular is one that always gives. So I'm interested to see what happens in some of those games. Yeah, that that's a good one. Yeah. It's always, I feel like it's always refreshing to hear from some of these, like, uh, little conferences that, you know, I mean, they, they're only one-bid conferences, you know, and to see who gets in. Like the Northern Iowa, that's really interesting how they, yeah. I mean, they were a 10 seed in a bracket. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. You want to do an outro for your segment so people know yeah. it's over? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's it's always interesting, again, to see, because it means so much to these teams. Again, they're smaller schools. They don't get a lot of coverage, and this is their moment to shine. Yep. So, you know, we'll they'll be so excited if for the teams that win, so... Yeah, we'll see what happens, and this has that has been uh, this week's episode of Trevor's Corner. Woo! Great segment, tied for my favorite. Okay, let's continue, go on to our next segment, which is just our main topics. Um, so the first up, we're going to be in the NBA, um, and we're going to talk about the Rockets' small ball lineup. So you put this on the ballot today, Trevor. So do you, what, what are your thoughts on their small ball lineup in general? Because, I mean, now P.J. Tucker's playing the five. You know, you move Capella away, which obviously this happened a little bit, uh, a little while ago. So, what do you think? Can this work? Like, is this something that can they can sustain success, similar to how the Warriors succeeded, or do they just not have the firepower or um, too many selfish players on the team? What do you think it is? Um, so, the I think the majority of people would say that it's not going to work. That it, that there's no chance small ball doesn't work. It's never worked. 
Um, so most people would say that. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's definitely going to be tough. I think when you have certain matchups, um, when you run into a team like the Lakers, I think small ball is a is it's going to be tough to beat the Lakers in particular because when you have Anthony Davis um, and you have LeBron James, two great um, forwards in the NBA, you know it's going to be tough. So I think I think it depends on matchups for the Rockets. Um, one problem I think they have isn't necessarily um, the small ball, but it's the how are Harden and Westbrook going to be able to work together, you know, because it's it's almost similar to in Oklahoma City how it was kind of like a your turn, my turn with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Now it's James Harden and Russell Westbrook. So can they make it work? Can they really, um, you know, really have that chemistry and make it be kind of a your turn, my turn and can it work? Now lately it has worked pretty well. They have uh, lost their last two, but before that, they won six straight, um, and they are, it looks like, they have won, let's see, 10 of their last 14. So they have been very good recently. Russell Westbrook in particular has been on a tear recently, um, you know, averaging about 30 points um, the past 10 or so games. So it'll be interesting to see. I think it depends on matchups. I think the Clippers uh, might be a better matchup than the Lakers in particular. Um, but if they run in the Lakers, it's going to be tough, and I don't think they could beat the Lakers. So... We'll see what happens with the Rockets. Yeah, I don't have as much faith as you do. I, I think this is so different than the Warriors and their small ball because I think uh, a lot of the Rockets players are very one-dimensional. Um, personally, I've, I've always thought Russ is an, a little bit more overrated than what people give him um, just because I, I think he's so selfish. He's not a great exterior shooter. I think it's going to be interesting if they go down a lot in games um, where they can kind of you know make up for it in the three ball, especially with those two guys and how I guess you could say selfish they are. Um, but you know it, it it'll be interesting for sure to see you know how the dynamic uh, goes for them. I don't know. I don't see them making it past the Clippers or Lakers. Um, I, I just think their their teams are too complete. Um, but we'll, you know we'll kind of see with that. Um, so let's move on to the Bucks and Lakers game that happened last night. Um, which this was a really interesting game. Uh, so the Lakers came out on top. They won by ten, one thirteen, one oh three. Trevor. Is this the finals matchup? Do you see this being the finals matchup? Obviously, both teams are the number one seed. Do you think the Lakers get by the Clippers? Are the Bucks a legitimate contender? Many questions. What do you think? Um, so, no, I don't think it's the finals matchup we're going to see. I still believe that the Clippers um, are the best team in the league, and I think that we'll see the Clippers and the Bucks now. That's uh, the matchup that I think we will see. Um, but it was very interesting to see because I think the Lakers, they have been playing obviously very well. Um, to say the least. And this matchup was really interesting because the one takeaway, the main takeaway I got from this game is don't take LeBron James for granted because still at age 35, oh, I do not. He is the greatest player at the of very all time. least a top three player in the NBA. He's the best player um, in the NBA. Without Kevin ever. Durant Doesn't matter. Uh, injured, he's a top two player in the NBA right no, now. No, he's not. He's number one. Um, so don't take him for granted. He's still an MVP candidate. And last night, he was just uh, phenomenal to say the least, you know. Um, just doing what LeBron does, you know, spin moves and um, to to get easy layups and passing out of you know uh, traps and stuff like that. He's just phenomenal, um, and he you know he had some great defensive possessions as well. So phenomenal play from LeBron tonight. And again, it seems like with Giannis, it's it's very similar to what I thought last year when they went up against the Raptors and couldn't defeat the Raptors. 
you know, he, he has trouble. So one thing, obviously, is the shooting. He, he struggles as an outside shooter. And also when he drive, like drive and kick, something that LeBron is probably the best at, driving and finding a shooter in the corner, still something Giannis seems to need to work on. And I think just in general, he's not getting as much help as maybe he needs to win the championship. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if, you know, like Chris Middleton could step up a little bit more. Dante DiVincenzo is someone who surprised me last night. He played 17 well. 17 points, yeah. Um, but overall, I think he needs more help to get the Bucks over the hump. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, I think last night was kind of a little bit of an outlier in the sense that, like, Middleton went 5 for 19. Um, Bledsoe went 5 for 13. So it wasn't their best shooting night as a whole. They shot under 30% from three. Um, so, you know, it, it's actually kind of crazy that the Lakers only won by 10. I, I do think the Lakers are better, and I think it'll without that, maybe that one extra star in their team or you know two other guys who are really big go-to guys I don't think they'll be able to do it um so I agree with you in that aspect but let's move on to um our last kind of main topic for today and that is college basketball so we wanted to go over champ week um I don't know if we have time to go through all the main ones but Trevor I want you to list off what conference do you want to go over first let's let's kind of see who do you think will be the champ of what conference all right so I think I I think we can go through the power seven real quickly here and just kind of run them down so first I'm gonna start off with the AAC and I have Houston winning this I think Houston is a team that I think they're always a little underrated and I think they're gonna win the American Conference yeah, um, so next, I also have Houston. Um, I think that uh, they're a really solid team. Um, and, I, you know, Tulsa's been really good this year. Um, they're 21-9. and nine. They're, you know, kind of similar record to Houston, but I think that Houston will pull this one out. All right, so next I'm going to go to the uh, ACC. Obviously, and historically, it's been one of the best conferences this year. They've been a little down. So, Brandon, do you have who do you think will win the ACC tournament? This is really kind of just such an insane conference to me. Um, and there's really, it's been such a, you know, a, a dreadful, you know, time for the uh, ACC. There was a lot of good teams at the beginning of the year. I mean, we have North Carolina 6-13 and 13, um, in the ACC, which is just crazy. So for me, I, I have the Blue Devils. I think Duke will, will pull this out. I actually have Virginia. I think Virginia, you know, they haven't had the year that a lot of people expected them to have, but I think they're going to take this ACC tournament win and they're going to get some momentum and I think they're going to make a run in the NCAA tournament actually. All right, Big 12, Kansas or Baylor? I'm guessing it's be one of those two. Who do you think? It is one of them and I am going with Kansas. Unfortunately, Kansas just they got to ruin all the fun. We don't get anyone new. I think Kansas is going to win it. It's hard for me to pick anyone but Kansas, so I'm going to have to agree with you there. I just think they're a little bit too dominant. They're the best team in college basketball, in my opinion, right now. Um, But let's move over to the Big East. Um, Big East has a couple really great teams in there, Um, a couple top 15 teams. Who do you got? Uh, Two words, Miles Powell. I got Seton Hall. I love watching Miles Powell's game, and I think Seton Hall will pull it off. Yeah, this is kind of a hard conference for me. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to go with kind of a, a little bit of an, I don't know if I'd say an upset, but someone who I wouldn't say is going to be favorite going in. I'll go with Villanova. Um, so let's go on over to the Big Ten. Big Ten is a wild conference, a yes. lot of ranked teams. I think, what do they have, eight ranked teams or something? Yeah, eight ranked teams. Um, so what? who do you think will come out on top in the tournament? So this is a really tough one because it's, you know, it can really go to anyone. Um, but I am actually going to go with Michigan State. Another team similar to, Vir- take. similar to Virginia, I think they're going to take this win, and they're going to ride the momentum, and they're going to do very well in the tournament, maybe even win the whole thing. Yeah, uh, I'm never going to say that, so they're not going to win. Uh, I'm going to go with Michigan. Michigan's had a lot of success in the tournament, even when they are severely 
um, not ranked highly um, going into it. So I, I, I know it's a young team, new coach, um, but you know what? Why not? Okay, just why not? That's who I think uh, will pull it off. What conference we got up next, Trevor? All right, so next we got the Pac-12, and for the Pac-12, I'm going to go with Oregon. Peyton Pritchard has been a great uh, player all year. He's put up great stats. He's a player of the year candidate, so I'm going to Oregon. Yeah, I don't see anyone else coming. I know that the Pac-12 has some good teams in it, uh, especially this year. They've probably performed a little better than normal, but I don't see anyone else getting in besides or winning the conference besides Oregon. What do we got, the SEC? And finally, yes, we got the SEC. I'll leave it to you to uh, make your pick. Um, I think Kentucky has a little bit of a gap on everyone else, even Auburn and like LSU. Um, I think there's a little bit of a gap. It's kind of crazy how our Gators, we predicted the Gators do well, but they're 19-11. Um, this hasn't been so great for them. So I, I think Kentucky pulls us off. And I think there is a little bit of a gap. I think Kentucky is a really, really solid team this year. I agree. I think Kentucky is one of the strongest teams in the country for sure. And I think they're going to win the SEC tournament. All right, so we are going to go over one more topic, um, but I think that we're going to stop it here for today. We're getting close to time anyway. Um, so to end the episode, what is your quick prediction coming up for this next week? All right, so one tournament we didn't talk about was the WCC, and I think BYU is going to win the WCC. I think Gonzaga, they already have it locked in. I think they already have the one seed locked in, and they don't have a lot to play. I mean, they have something to play for, but I still think BYU is going to take it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go to the MAC tournament because hopefully all three of us will be there. Um, and if BG wins Thursday, we will be in Cleveland downtown, um, snacking on some barrio. You know how it is. We're, we're, we'll be there if they win. And I'm speaking this into existence. Bowling Green State University pulls it out. Uh, it's going to be rough. We'll see. <laughs> but I'm going to speak it into existence and hope um, for the best there. Um, so that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Follow all of us on Twitter, all four of us, um, and follow the Small Baller Podcast at Small Baller Pod. Um, we really appreciate all the support that you guys have been given. We're on multiple streaming platforms, pretty much anywhere you find your podcast. So just go find us, hit subscribe, leave that five-star rating, and give us a quick review. Um, but with that being said, thank you all so much for listening today, and we'll see you next time. Go Falcons.